BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. On today's episode of Down the Wire, we are finishing up our redraft series with the 2021 NFL redraft. Maybe not enough time in between, but we're going to sure as hell give our opinions on which picks were wrong. Spoiler, Alex Leatherwood goes 18 to the Oakland Raiders. Vegas shit coming at you down the wire. Down the wire. Let's go, baby. We're back. We are here, and we have more than just this draft today that I prefaced in the intro. Not only do we talk football on this show, but we also love to talk other sports, and it's a big day for other sports, too. One sport's kind of just beginning, and the other just wrapping up the meaningful part of the NF or the NBA season, rather, uh, we'll get into both of those as well today. Um, I'll do an intro of yeah, my name's Tom Wirtz, it's my brother Dave across from me because <laughs> we haven't done that in a while, so I wanted to let people know who they're listening to in case that's true, you know, in case they're just stumbling upon us for the first time. Probably, probably not, but can you stop choking on your? own words what's I going had a hiccup on? right there i had a hiccup right there <laughs> turn your turn your gain down on your mic or something too i think you're like screaming into the mic oh that's just me normally though there you go now you're sounding better again i can't help it i just naturally talk louder you can see i'm not even all that close to my mic no i just wanted to help you out i just want to help you out so what are we going to get into first today let's talk about this mlb opening day all right this was big day that we've been looking forward to a day that we didn't know when it was going to get here but it sure as hell got here a lot quicker than maybe a lot of people thought and not ideal start for the milwaukee brewers that's for sure but a lot to be impressed with i think and a lot to be excited for as well as a fellow brewer fan across from me i i really i really like Andrew McCutcheon just instantly wanting to start a fight after he gets hit by a pitch and set the tone with the new team he's been on. 
had a couple of nice games in that Cubs series that was pretty shitty as well, too. Yeah, uh, and breaking news, uh, Cubs pitcher Keegan Thompson just got suspended for three games for intentionally hitting Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, really, David, literally just happened right as we were talking. Yeah, right yeah, that was um, that was quite coincidental. Uh, I'm I'm proud of you, champ. Um, uh, they also said Davis Ross also suspended one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's Bleach Report, so they screw things up constantly. Um, but uh, I don't know if you want to call it all that great. I mean, it was not that great of an opening weekend for the Brewers. I, I think you're, I think you're a little bit, um, misguided on that. And, and I understand that uh, I'm talking beyond the idea of the fact that they lost two games. They left so many runners on base in scoring position. That's a problem. That is, that is continuous uh, issues from last season. I agree with how their situational hitting was not great going into this Cubs series, but they hit a whole lot better in general than I thought they were going to on top of it. I think they out hit the Cubs on opening day, even though they lost, uh, they didn't on the ninth, but they did as well uh, yesterday and their first win. And right now they're playing the Orioles. They're currently tied up in hits, but they're down by two. So they're hitting yeah. with all the teams they can. They just can't bring them home to put this. There's a lot of pressure on those first three guys as well, because everyone thinks they are the best rotation in the MLB right now. The best front three, maybe at least. And Brandon Woodruff got lit the fuck up. Uh, Corbin Burns. He he had one bad inning, so it ended up ruining his whole day. And now we're stuck in a situation where we're losing two to nothing to the Baltimore Orioles as this pod goes on. But I still like what was going on at the dish. That's what I really was getting at there. Uh, Adamas has gone yard. Rowdy's gone yard already. And Cubs those comfortable. Those are the only runs that they have scored is by a home run. Literally, and that's a problem. That's yes. a problem. Uh, that is that is to me a concern. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. They uh, they got to figure it out somehow. There's plenty of time. There's plenty of time. I think that there's no room for overreaction this quick. Um. And I think the new guys got to give you a little bit of good hope. That's kind of what I've been getting at is in order to fill up the DH spot right away, as soon as it gets implemented and Renfro has been looking all right too, at the plate after the first series looked all right. I, I think there is going to be a good season out of this 2021 or 2022 year for the Milwaukee Brewers. I, I really am excited for it, honestly. Yeah. I, I'm not too concerned. I I think that we are we had a a slow warm up, you know, I mean we really only had a month of spring training and uh you know they really weren't wasn't quite sure where they were going to be at, so maybe you know players still need to kind of find their form. I'm not too worried, but looking at what I saw over the weekend, um I, I mean it's still same old Brewers. 
And uh, that just means you're not going to win anything. You're going to get to the playoffs, and that's a first-round e- exit. Uh, yeah, I guess. They're... Um... Now you never you never know what's going to happen with them. I mean, you do know that's the problem. You 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 assume more than anything else. I told you when the, we did those power rankings last week. Like I thought they were a little high, fourth in the entire league. I, I thought that was a little high for the Brewers. There's plenty of solid teams around there. Uh, other notable shoutouts: uh, your pick, the Twins. Byron Buxton's got three bombs already coming out of that weekend, opening weekend. Big week for him. Correa uh, going yard too. Yep, as well. We had Adam Wainwright, of course, throw his shutout innings. Um, Carlos Rodon had a big, big day for the Giants. Had 12 strikeouts for him on his first start. I uh, Shohei Otani back in form as well again. Had a really nice outing for him. I'm excited for baseball to be back. I'm excited for baseball to be back. That's for sure. I got nothing more else from this weekend. You got some other stuff you want to talk about from it? Yeah, I'm already concerned because the White Sox keep getting injured. Uh, Yoan Mankata is hurt. Lance Lynn, their top starting pitcher, uh, is hurt. Um, I, I believe Lucas Giolito just got hurt too. Uh, yeah, AJ Pollock, he, the guy over, that they yeah. traded for just got hurt. Yes. Good God. And this is very reminiscent of last year as well. When you consider that they had the likes of, uh, Nick Madrigal was gone all season. Uh, Carlos Rodon was injured for a good portion. Eloy. Uh, uh, yeah. Eloy Jimenez didn't make his season debut until like July uh, Luis Roberts uh, su- suffered, uh, had like a hip flexor. Uh, and, you know, that's just to name a few. You also had dudes like Yasmani Grandal going out, and Tim Anderson also missed uh, a bunch of games, almost 40 of them. Like, oh, dear God, this is supposed to be a top-tier team this season. And if you're going to have four quality players just be out right away, I'm I'm nervous. I guess there was other, another piece of baseball news that we could get to. There's two small sub stories, um, both dealing with contract negotiations. One being Jose Ramirez getting his extension in Cleveland. Finally, the highest contract that any Cleveland guardian con- has ever received, which so the first one. Yeah. Very weird sentence to say uh, small. Another small one, I guess three stories key brian hayes gets the largest pirate contract ever um but as well as aaron judge um not signing his extension and due to become a free agent at the end of the year should you be worried if you are yankees fans if aaron judge is going to be on the yankees next year um Yes, because if he is, that is a bloated contract that the Yankees do not want. Whoa, whoa. I don't want Aaron Judge. Why? Because I don't think he's worth that amount of money. I and I realize that, that's that ridiculous. this is the M- MLB, and the MLB, uh, you know, is uh, fucking free for all. But even for the Yankees, at some point, you can only spend so much money. 
in a, a land without a, you know, um, salary cap. I don't think that Aaron Judge is worthy of one of the highest contracts of all time. Oof. I, I disagree. I, I think he is. I, I think that he is maybe a top five player in baseball when he's on the field. In an overall game, he Ooh. should absolutely be getting $30 million a, a year all day. A top five player? Let me let me show you this Aaron Judge stuff right here. Let me show you this Aaron Judge stuff. So last year, we got a full season out of him, 148 games. All right? This was a 39 home run performance, 98 RBIs. Not, not what you'd like to see, but he got his batting average all the way up to 287 career high. 373 on base with a 544 slugging, 916 OPS, 149 OPS plus. And just on top of it, he plays stellar defense out there in right field too. He's got a cannon, can cover a lot of ground for being such a big guy. Now, I don't think he gets your 10-year, $350 million contract because he's way too big to get that. All right. He is a monster of a human. And a lot of people think that's why there's a, that's the defining trait of Aaron judge, but he really is close to a five tool player with maybe four and a half being on the speed aspect of it. But Aaron judge is a beast in his rookie season. When he was there, when he won rookie of the year, it might be the best rookie season of all time, even as well. I love Aaron judge. I think he does add a lot of, versatility in their outfield as well. I guess he can play center field if he needs to, but Aaron judge, they should lock him up because I think he is an MVP candidate perennially. Um, I, I, that's, that's my opinion at least. I, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I I'll give him, I'll give him top 15, top 10. Yeah, probably top 10. I don't know if I can give him top five. If we're counting pitchers, are you counting pitchers? I mean, you got it. You got Shohei Otani. Well, yeah, he's the best player in baseball right now for what he does. Lock. Trout, though, did come back with a monster bomb already. 450 feet, 99 miles an hour fastball. Drove it over the center field wall in L.A. Any other highlights you want to get out from whatever baseball you need? Uh, not... Jackson Profar hit oh, two bombs and Gene you know Segura what? as well. I'll give one shout out. It's not necessarily a um a baseball play, but we got one more City Connect, and that Houston Astros City Connect jersey is fire. It's so good. I think I've come to conclusion that it is not better than Washington's. But the hat is better than Washington's, maybe. The hat is fucking clean. The Isn't hat it? is really clean, dude. I, honestly, I love them both so much. I will, but I, I said it earlier today on my radio call. Um, both of these City Connects are better than all of the City Connects from last year. I will. Mm, and, I gotta look at them real quick again. Yeah, give it a give it a quick look because the only one that had any type of fire to me was the White Sox in the all black with pinstripes. That was pretty clean. But these two right now 
are way better. They are just fire. So if you go to this ESPN website that ranks them, they do have Chicago's at number one with the blacked out pinstripes. Um, Clean, right? Yeah, right. Those Miami ones were pretty nice. No, they were all right. They're all right. This one has the Washington ones. Boston ones were kind of weird. I don't remember what they were supposed to do. Was it for like the? It was for the Boston Marathon. Was it? Yeah, I thought I thought that's what it was. It was something like that. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the Diamondbacks ones last year. They were kind of boring. This one has Space City ranked near the bottom, only behind the Giants and the Cubs City Connects. Oh, I guess they the are, Dodgers too. They are dead wrong. The this Space City one is good. Maybe it's weird that it says Space City. I don't know. I don't think it's all that bad though. To me, these both of these city connects are just fire. And I wish they would release more than just eight. I mean, come on, MLB. The uh, NBA gives a new one practically for every team each year. Why can't you do that? And granted, it's not actually the NBA. The teams themselves are the ones that come up with it and get it approved. But you know what? I think every fucking team should be able to do that. There are enough you know, deviant art graphic designers out there that you could hire for a fucking can of Coke and uh, they would love to get their shit on a jersey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, uh, is this more, I, I think the the jerseys from last year are going to stay, like they'll use them eventually this season, like Miami and Chicago, whatever they'll each use the Jersey they had last year. And that these new teams this year, there are seven new clubs. If you didn't know, we've seen the Astros and nationals, but the other ones are the Rockies, the Royals, the angels, the brewers, and the Padres that will all be getting a city connect Jersey this year as well. Those are, those are all great teams that have tremendous options. No, is there any the angels? The angels kind of could be weird because it's like they're the Dodgers' baby brother. But other yeah, than but that, yeah, but you got you got City of Angels jersey. Come on, it's it's so perfect. The idea, right there. Rockies. Oh my god, the Rockies are gonna be fire. How great! Want, Kansas City should just have like barbecue sauce all over their jerseys. <laughs> Uh, how great would it be be built with a sweet baby rays frame around it? How great would it be if they did like some crossovers with like other sports teams in the area? Mm. Like, 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 like a Jersey. I'm thinking, I'm thinking a Denver nuggets styled, but with the, like the mountains and the, the rainbow colored. Which are like one of the better NBA jerseys. I I know they're gonna have to do something with the Rocky Mountains in Denver. It's like the only thing. Weed? Uh, like there's weed, yeah, weed in the Rocky <laughs> Mountains. Like what else is there gonna be on that Denver jersey? We should have done that. We should have been coming up with the topics for the City Connect jerseys for the other clubs. We can do that for the ones that haven't been like made yet. Well, we just did the Rockies, Royals, Angels. No, I'm talking about like the ones that aren't in the future. Like, like, oh, yeah, we could do that. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that. 
I wonder when the Brewers are going to drop theirs. Needs to be soon because I'm getting itchy. I want to buy. I pretty much want to buy all these goddamn hats. I know I don't have the money for it, but dear God, I want all of them in, in a snapback so bad. And then I guess touch up on this Jose Ramirez contract, uh, hundred and some million dollars, kind of a steal for Jose Ramirez, I think as well, but Cleveland needed to sign someone and kudos to them for doing it in a year that they have this name change. You might lose your best player finally locking up Jose Ramirez. Cleveland guardians is it's still weird. It's still weird to look at and their logo is weird. I thought they were getting sued by a roller derby team over this too. Why couldn't they use that logo? It wasn't, it wasn't the logo. It was the name guardians. And I'm sure, I'm sure that they just paid them a shit ton of money and said, go away. It's a, it's a goddamn roller derby team. You know how much money the top roller derby team makes? It's an insignificant amount. So I can't even imagine what this one would make. I used to have a buddy in college that would ask me, would you rather be the top racquetball player in the world or have like 60 bucks? Bro, racquetball player. That's thousands. That's thousands coming in. Sure it is. Let's get into uh, the a Masters. A little quick update. Tiger was not great after day one, but a very, very emotional and big day one for Tiger. Shooting one under par was three shots off the lead. But ultimately, what you said, this could be some of the worst golf we see Tiger play. He was hurting out there. He was hurting out there. Yeah, and he was using he was using his clubs as canes, man. Like it was. It was it was a good day for him to finish though. My um some people thought that maybe he would give up, be done after a couple of days if he made the cut. He made the cut, he played it out. Big for him. But Scotty Scheffler, number 1 ranked golfer in the world, comes up with the W. I didn't really get to watch too much of it, but it's the Masters. It's the biggest golf tournament of the year. Had to highlight that as well. Scotty um, Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler is a boss right now. And I don't think people quite understand. Mainly, I guess it's because it's golf. But Scotty Scheffler is legit. He has won over, the, I think uh, I had heard on the radio, over the course of the last five weeks, he has won four events, mm. including the Masters now, totaling, totaling just. Uh, like just under $9 million. Like Scotty Scheffler is going out there. Can you have a better stretch of five weeks than $9 million? That's pretty solid. Well, I mean, especially in golf, like, Oh, and also get a green jacket. Yeah. Just decked out swagged with that thing. It's, it's so, it's so clean. The green jacket. And this all Uh, started at the Ryder cup last year too, dude. Like, Scotty Scheffler has been just milking every last bit of screen time that he's getting. To Rory McIlroy was in second, had a huge final day to work his way up there. Shane Lowry as well. And is it Colin Morikawa? I think it is. Uh, um, let me, let me ask you this question. 
How many Masters has Rory McIlroy taken part in? I heard uh, this. I heard this earlier today, and I nearly shit my pants. Ten. Try fourteen. What? Doesn't that seem ridiculous? He's thirty-two years old. Was he playing in him when he was eighteen? I guess. Isn't that fucking nuts? Wow. Good for Rory, dude. I guess I would have picked him to be older than 32 even because he no, has that been dude's, around that dude's young. That dude's young. But, he, but he's been here forever. No shit. No shit. Where did Jordan Spieth finish? I don't know, man. He was, he was on a run for a long time, and now he just can't do anything. Um, I don't even see him in the top. Maybe he didn't even make the cut, dude. Tiger beat him. Yeah, he didn't make the cut. Jordan Spieth was six over. Trash. Yeah. So next up is uh, St. Andrews, or I should say the next up for Tiger. Um, is the, So it is at the British Open. And that, again, has potential to spell disaster for Tiger Woods. And well, that's, way- that's the one where you root for the course the whole time anyway. That's one of the hardest courses is the British Open course. Yeah, well, and that's only because of the winds. But here's the thing. Even if the winds aren't going, then it's going to be a like a birdie run. And who can get the most birdies? Well, guess what? Tiger can't win that either. His golf swing isn't what it used to be. I mean, the guy is substantially older, right? So he he's lost some of his power. And he's swinging on a bum body. Not even just knee. It's like a bum body, man. How many majors does tiger woods have i mean he's got it he is second i think i know he has 83 win or 82 wins right um he's won a total of 15 but that was i think before the masters the last one I don't know. Why Why did I type in Tiger Woods major and nothing pop up? Thanks, Google. Uh, let's move on from this anyway. British Open, we probably won't cover that because that's going to be not as important as the Masters. Um, and let's get into, we got one quick thing before we start our 2021 NFL redraft. Uh, getting into some NFL news. Super hey, sad. It's 15. Super... it's 15 majors. 15 majors. Now, yeah. don't. Don't interrupt the memoriam here now. Sorry. You're good. Uh, now we're getting into some NFL news. Um, some of the, some really sad news coming out of South Florida. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately passing away, uh, struck by a truck was what was said on ESPN. Uh, Dump just, truck. Dump yeah. truck. Not even like. Not that either one is better than the other, but it was a fucking dump truck. Just in seriously sad news to come out of Florida was practicing with fellow Pittsburgh Steelers teammates as well. And unfortunately, just tragic events that happened down there, but needed to shout that out. Let us know. Um, Dwayne Haskins was an absolute stud at Ohio State and a first round pick in 
2019 draft, I believe we had already on here. Um, and who knows? It was a guy that was not necessarily you knew what he was yet, but he had a new situation that was he was surrounded in that I'm sure he would have had an opportunity to try to prove himself in Pittsburgh there as well. So super sad stuff coming out of Florida and condolences to his family and the Pittsburgh Steeler family as well. Just some shocking news. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, again, no one deserves to go out like that, especially not at 24 years old. I mean, that's just absolutely tragic and heartbreaking. Um, I, I can remember, uh, seeing Dwayne Haskins on a football field, you know, I get played against like the Badgers and stuff, just pretty much anyone in Ohio state because the dude was electric. He had so much damn talent that unfortunately, you know, he, we won't get to see, uh, become untapped because the potential level on Dwayne Haskins, it was just nuts. And yeah, it, it definitely shook, uh, much of the NFL world. And it, I just, people who know sports, you know, Dwayne Haskins was a relatively well-known name, uh, for college football, for NFL, even though he was, you know, third string. Yeah. 50 touchdowns at Ohio state, still a big 10 record Rose Bowl champion only had eight picks that year, 4,800 yards. Solid. Solid season uh, and career, football career in general, just for Dwayne Haskins. Accomplished a lot. Uh, now, let's get into our, we're going to do the NFL redraft now, right? Uh, yeah, well, let's, uh, let's go to some quick NBA stuff real fast. Well, I thought that was going to be at the end because we have. I know. Hear me out. Just some NBA stuff because we did get word that Frank Vogel is uh, got fired in L.A. Now, that's not surprising, but I want to take this time to kind of quickly dissect everything that has happened with the L.A. Lakers over the course of the past, what, four days? Um, one, you got LeBron James and company sitting out of all these games, you know, claiming that it's injury. I think that's just him giving up in LA. And, you know, then because of that, they missed the whole playoffs. They like not even potential at playing games. They are donezo nuts. Absolutely nuts. Then yeah, Frank you, Vogel didn't even know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he just, learned this from uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. And now here's the crazy thing. Uh, something I also wanted to bring up because uh, going back to the Dwayne Haskins thing, Adam Schefter is a fucking cock uh, for his terrible post about Dwayne Haskins. And because of that, and when you look at how it happened with Woj, did you, do you know that between the two of them, ESPN is paying both Woj and Schefter $80 million combined for their contracts. Yes. 
You Jesus. are paying eighty million dollars to have some of the most insensitive people out there. <laughs> like, well, Schefter, we do this like every month. It feels like he's the worst. I mean, he really is the worst. Woj, just uh, I think Woj is uh, quickly falling into that territory, though not as bad. Well, the Woj tweet for him to put like they will tell him soon at the end of it. That was an ultimate fuck you move that yeah. I know you don't know, and I'm still going to let you figure it out. Yeah. This way. Nuts. That was fucked up. That was crazy to me, honestly. I didn't, I didn't think that we'd see something like that. Schefter then did end up uh, delivering Deleting another it. apology yeah. that we just up, like, why do, again, like, this is all that nothing goblin. new that's happened with Adam Schefter. And we still continue to just like let it happen. So, and what are we doing? Yes. Last but not least, there are talks about the Lakers trying to trade Russell Westbrook, which we all thought is just wild. Who the hell is going to, first of all, want Russell Westbrook? Second of all, take on his fat contract. And lo and behold, the worst GM in the league. Michael Jordan is ta- is saying to be interested in trading for Russell Westbrook. How? What the fuck are you trying to trade for him? I guess he doesn't have to have any pressure to shoot over there. What do you what do you mean? There is no way I would bring in Russell Westbrook oh, to no, any I'm situation. Not... But he's also probably got most of his contract paid off this year. He is a toxic entity look at that the lakers weren't that bad uh, you know th- like they were fine until they got him dude the lakers season was embarrassing and not for lebron james lebron was out there doing his thing um but 33 and 49 i i, I ultimately i ultimately think of it as ad kind of sold the bag this year a little bit um it was hurt He's probably one of, if not the most talented teammate LeBron James will ever play with. And for him to not be on the court most of the season really hurts, man. It really hurts. LeBron's in his 19th season, all right? This isn't prime LeBron by any means anymore. He gets a little more banged up, but had a very solid season for 19. And he he had an opportunity at the scoring title. I think he averaged 30 a game, close to it, if not. Where do you think the Lakers go from here? Complete rebuild? LeBron's going to stay? LeBron's going to leave now? Well, that is my last bit, is that there are rumors uh, already as to who the two or who could coach the Lakers. Now, the two that I had read, I don't agree with because of the fact that LeBron is still there. And you know they're going to want to be uh, instrumental in this, uh, you know, new coaching regime. One being Toronto Raptors head coach, Nick nurse. And that. two being Michigan head coach, Jawan Howard saw that as well. What, what are you giving, uh, the chances for either one of those? Because uh, it's just going to be Ty Lue again. So LeBron can bitch him around probably. Right. I mean, there's just no way that either one of those guys go to L.A. They Maybe know Juwan Howard kind of sounds fun because of the close age 
and similar place play time. Were they teammates in Miami? Uh, no, I don't I think, think so. so. I think Juwan Howard was maybe at the tail end of that. And Nick Nurse, the only guy to beat LeBron in the East. Yeah, come on, why not? Had Kawhi Leonard. Let's see. Uh, what were we talking about here? Yeah, now, now let's do the draft. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Frank Vogel sucked anyway. <laughs> like, what, what are they? Re- way to, way to put a stamp on it, Tom. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, who cares? Where was he before the Pacers, right? Yeah. To be honest, it's just really annoying because this ice cream truck is parked up in the fucking parking lot, just continuously playing his music. Can you hear it? Uh, a little bit, dude. Yeah. Like, just been sitting here chilling because so many kids live by this complex. Like, the mu- turn the music off when you park already, at least, maybe. Jeez. Let's get into right. this NFL T- redraft. Teammates from 2010 to 2012. Look at that. What's up? 2021 NFL redraft right here. We got 32 picks to make. Some teams got one. Some teams got more than one. But we're going to make all of them again. Over the next X minutes, I don't know. Did you and say X minutes? I said X minutes. I oh, X it, minutes. You definitely did not. You said X minutes. <laughs> At least that's what it sounded like over here. <laughs> maybe, maybe it did sound like that because I was uh, like, or whatever, through it. Okay. But yeah, it's my it's my. It's draft. your turn to go number one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by the way, I have written down the order for the teams of who had that draft pick at the start of the night. So uh, what? There is no uh, trades like mid mid uh, draft trades right now. By the way. Mm. All right. Okay, then you're gonna have to tell me who then is That's actually fine. picking because I That's don't fine. know then. Uh, number one is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we're just going to keep that ball rolling. It's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has the most potential out of any of the quarterbacks that were drafted at this time. Um, he started to show a lot more later on in the season than what he started out with. And you could chalk that up being Urban Meyer, I think. At least that's how most people feel. I tend to agree with them. What do you think on that? I mean, Trevor Lawrence was the most hyped prospect since Andrew Luck. Yeah. And attributing a lot of the drama and hardships that the 2021 Jaguars went through to just Urban Meyer. Maybe it's not all fair, but I'm sure it didn't help. Okay. Um, Team is not very talented. Trevor's got very minimal weaponry to work with. But having number one agent zero D bag as your head coach in Urban Meyer was definitely not the right move. And now who's the new who's the new Doug coach Peterson. there? Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Yes. Doug Peterson. You know, he was kind of a quarterback whisperer. He got a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Big Dick Nick. Maybe. Maybe I could see something interesting happening there. Yeah. Um, but absolutely still the number one pick. 
But the number two pick does change. The number two pick is not going to be Zach Wilson, even though I am a fan of Zach Wilson. Don't get me wrong. I I do think that New York Jets taking him, it's not a complete loss yet. I think I still want to see some stuff before I'm ready to throw him away. But I think this guy has an opportunity to be an all-time talent, and it's not who you think it is, I think. I'm taking Micah Parsons, number two overall. That's where I actually thought you were going when you said all-time talent. Um, Yes. Interesting. That is some lofty expectations. I think I love what they've done with Micah Parsons. Okay. And how he has adapted into this edge rush talent as well. You remember, no one was doubting Micah Parsons' talent on draft night last year. He was seen as to have some disciplinary problems i believe at penn state they said he was going through hazing or whatever that he was leading it uh at penn state don't remember the story quite fully but somewhere around there and he came out even through all this noise all this doubt and had one of the best rookie defensive seasons we've seen in recent memory uh was a candidate for defensive player of the year even as well when i just pull up his pro reference right here he was by the way uh all pro as well last year 13 sacks three forced fumbles um just had he got i i can't find the pressures here first team all pro will do it though oh here we go 30 quarterback hits, 20 tackles for loss, man. Like, holy shit, dude. Micah Parsons was insane last year. I think he's going to be pretty solid. All right. So let me ask you this then. Because of the fact that it's the New York Jets, who do they have at quarterback? Joe Flacco. Oof. Whoa. What do you know about January Joe, baby? Uh, You mean for one year, 10 years ago? Most 50-yard touchdown passes of all time belongs to Joe Flacco, just so you know. I'm just saying that that is a – that is Do you think Joe Flacco wins him four games? I don't know. I just think that they – I think he wins him four games. I think games. there's better options uh, to go, especially if you can get a franchise quarterback, which – I don't man, know if there is any other franchise quarterbacks left in this draft. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know about that because I'm going to take him at three, the potential, and that is going to be Trey Lance. Trey Lance looks very good when he is out there. I wish they would have gone to Trey Lance sooner, um, uh, being the 49ers, that is. Uh, I just look at Trey Lance on the field, and he looks pretty comfortable. No? Haven't seen him a lot, man. He can run. He's got a little bit of an arm to him, but he is definitely raw. Yes, and I get that. And obviously, that's the reason why they kept uh, Jimmy G, because they could have traded him. They definitely could have. And, you know, at this point, they they probably should. You know, I, I don't know why they, they still have him on this roster. Um, the only thing I can think of is that they're trying to move up in this draft uh, this season. but. Uh, I, 
I look at Trey Lance and I really do think that that guy has some serious potential to not only be a franchise quarterback, but even potentially be better than Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, I don't know. He's got the best situation for sure. I, I remember that that guy having that team that I was very high on preseason. They ended up looking not as great, but then they ended up making the NFC championship game this year. Um, I, I think if you get, if you do hit on that pick of Trey Lance, the 49ers are going to be a scary team for years to come. That and, absolutely could be a possibility. And I think I know where you go with the next pick. I still look at at like, um, the options. Cause like I, I wanted to take what I perceive to be your next pick. Can I just call it for you? It's Jamar Chase. It's Jamar Chase. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Jamar Chase will be going to the Atlanta Falcons, especially now losing Calvin Ridley. They didn't have this before. They took a different weapon, Kyle Pitts, at the original spot. But I think it's wrong. Yeah, I don't think it's the wrong pick. Right. But there's a better pick, and that's Jamar Chase. Him and Joe Burrow this year were so much fun to watch. The best season we've ever seen a rookie wide receiver have. Can say that pretty confidently. And we've been saying it now. Maybe it's a new strategy. Pulling those guys that played together in college into the pros together. It sure worked to perfection when you talk about what the Cincinnati Bengals did with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Yeah, um, I I agree. And again, as much as I want to take Jamar Chase for the 49ers, I think that they needed that quarterback. Um, Jamar Chase is fucking electric. You can make the case for Jamar Chase being at that number two spot for the Jets. Especially- I, I was I was wondering, do I do that? But I, I really think Micah Parsons, the edge rusher, is a little more valuable. But I, sure. I could totally see wide receiver depth being there as well now too and i know that's that's probably an insane idea when you consider that it's you know wide receiver wide receivers don't ever get that high you know what what was the last big wide receiver julio jones is it right wasn't he like a fourth pick as well yeah when he went to atlanta sammy watkins they moved up a lot for he was six i believe and that's pretty high too Oof. Um, Oof, Sammy yeah, that Watkins. Was, that one was a rough pick. That one you don't like to do. Same with uh Kevin White. I think he was seventh overall by the Bears. Oh, that one? I thought yeah. he was ninth. That was a rough one. That was a rough yeah. one. Yeah. But <laughs> now Jamar Chase seems like he's gonna have a stellar career. And probably as long as Joe Burrow's in Cincinnati, he's gonna be in Cincinnati, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I mean, that is. That is like best friends right there, clearly. Now, in this redraft, since the Bengals aren't able to take Jamar Chase, they got to go elsewhere. And they do look at their available stuff. And, you know, we can we can think, do, you, do they go Panay Sewell, who will obviously get drafted? Uh, do they go Kyle Pitts? Mm, I'm not taking them. Because of the fact that they have CJ Uzama there. So I'm going to take Jalen Waddle for the 
Cincinnati Bengals right now. Mm. And you're still going to get a very productive wide receiver for that Cincinnati Bengals team. Now, whether or not they have that same type of connection that Burrow and Chase did is a different story. But I think they're going to be happy overall. You know me, I'm very high on Jalen Waddell. I I was saying that he possibly could be the best receiver in this class. While that take might doesn't really look like uh, it could be true. What was that sentence? Uh, he had a crazy season: 104 catches, a thousand yards, six touchdowns, and I realize that's in a 17 game season, but he only played 16. So it kind of works out nice that he got to play a full season of production based off the numbers that we've seen in the past. Jalen Waddle is a freak man. And a lot of it is get him the ball and let him do whatever after made Tua look a little bit better. A couple times this year, I'm really excited with Tyreek Hill getting now half the attention there what Jalen Waddle could do. I think it's absolutely one of two correct picks for the Cincinnati Bengals. Still get a weapon for Joe Burrow. This time it's Jalen Waddle instead of Jamar Chase. Yeah, feel, feeling pretty good, right? So after those first five picks, Jags, Jets, 49ers, Falcons, Bengals, it's Trevor Lawrence, Micah Parsons, Trey Lance, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle. Mm. Yeah, this is another just stacked class, I think. This is going to go down as a nice class. Six now, the Miami Dolphins are up. Yes. And they can't get Jalen Waddles, so instead they are going to, as well, protect Tua Tagovailoa. And they're going to get Rashawn Slater. Um, All right. Rashawn Slater was one of the highest graded left tackles in the NFL last year, not just rookie left tackles in general, was a stud for the Chargers, really helped bolster Herbert's season as well, protecting his blind side. You couldn't go wrong with maybe either of the two linemen, but for some reason Slater to me seems like a better fit in Miami than Panay Sewell, and that's basically just off vibe. There's no analysis at all that I'm not saying Slater's better than Panay Sewell. I think for some reason Slater is the pick over Panay Sewell. All right. I dig that. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I was high on uh, Rashawn Slater last uh, last year. In fact, I think I even called it that he was going to the Chargers. So that was uh, pretty, pretty dope. I felt felt like smart man. I felt like uh, uh, Mel Kiper, just with you know better hair. Mm. Uh, yeah, Rashawn Slater was actually like one of those guys that you got to see do damage in the O line. You know what I mean? The, the number of times that you hear like O line, if you don't hear them, they're doing a good thing. No, dude, you wanted to hear Rashawn Slater's name because he was a monster. He swallowed dudes up, and uh, I think he got. Uh, Pro Bowl nods for his play, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah, so I, I dig that. Rashawn Slater's a monster. All right, we are now on the Detroit Lions, who originally took Panay Sewell, and I'm not going that. We are getting we are getting some some quality uh, players 
And we're still the the jury's still kind of out on this guy. But I think that if you had the the choice between this character or Jared Goff, you would prefer Mac Jones. Mm. And Mac Jones, with what you saw out of him in New England, again, not quite sure how we feel about uh, about him going forward. But Mac Jones was looking to be the rookie of the year for a good time. Yeah. And, you know, at that that point he kind of fell off. You know, I I think everything kind of got to him. Yeah. It it is what it is, but he was having one of the most dominant rookie seasons in, in quite some time for at least like the first, what, six games dude was, was throwing it. He was a beast. He was a beast. Mac Jones, I I don't know if he's I, – I, I wonder because I don't know how much more we're going to get with Mac Jones. Like, Mac Jones could just be this good for the rest of his career. You know what I mean? He Is he MVP candidate level talent? No. High floor, low ceiling? So. High, correct. Right. It's it's exactly what it is. High floor, low ceiling. I I love what he did. Made the playoffs as a rookie quarterback on top of it. That's never easy is in a great situation with the best coach of all time did lose his offensive coordinator this year. Let's see if that makes a difference for him at all. Josh McDaniels is gone now, but when you consider it, Dan Campbell and Mac Jones working together, I could see it. I could see it. Definitely. You want to see it. You want to see it so bad. Now we're at eighth overall to Carolina. Yes. And I'm going to take Kyle Pitts right here. I think Kyle Pitts would look sick in the Carolina uniforms. I think that they get another weapon to help out their lack of quarterback help, but they're trusting Sam Darnold still at this point. I don't want to give them one of the other two quarterbacks. Like I said, I don't know if, or the other three quarterbacks, no two, two now. Uh, Well, three, three quarterbacks. Maybe yeah. a different one went later, but I I think Kyle Pitts, I mean, he had a 1,000 yards this last year. He was targeted a lot, only the one touchdown, but he looks like he could be a pretty solid, versatile weapon talent for many years to come in the NFL, can line up at the tight end spot, can get outside and play slot or outside receiver if you need him to. He's still worthy enough of a top 10 draft pick. He goes eighth overall to Carolina. Yeah. And you know what? You don't know because you got uh, Sam Darnold. And obviously, after seeing him this past year, we know Sam Darnold is not the guy. But, you know, they didn't know that last year. And originally, they took J.C. Horn, who started to look good. And then halfway through the first game, uh, had a season ending injury. Uh, I, I wish nothing but the best, best for him because dude is majorly talented. Hopefully they're able to kind of, uh, you know, make do with what they got. And JC Horn, you know, proves everyone right. I guess that, you know, he is the type of talent that deserved to be picked at uh, eighth overall. Well, and it was kind of shocking when he was the first corner off the board when this number ninth overall pick was still there as well. 
Yeah, uh, that number nine being Patrick Sertain the second. Um, he'll get drafted. I, we can promise you that. All right, I got number nine with the Denver Broncos. And I think I'm going to draft Panay Sewell for them. Mm. Panay Sewell, it, they needed to protect Teddy Bridgewater better. And uh, regardless of where, uh, whether or not Bridgewater was still going to be the that guy going forward, they needed to protect whomever is behind the uh, is is behind the offensive line. And I think Panay Sewell has done a pretty damn good job in Detroit. So being able to have another type of monster O line, uh, you know, definitely helps him out and makes Mark Schlereth shed a tear. I I would agree. I'm I'm curious though. I um I, I would have thought I would have thought that you would have gone and almost chalked it up as same pick. Penesul's great talent. He looked great in Detroit. I thought that he was about what we expected from him. He's been a mauler, freak athlete. It would really help Denver a lot. I, I he was going to get drafted very soon here, but maybe our definition of best player available a little bit different and what you value at the O-line. They did get Garrett Bowles to come around this last year, but he did you didn't know that before did, did suck before. Like, yeah, you didn't know that. Uh, yeah, that's, you don't hate the pick. You don't hate it. Moving on to number 10, Philadelphia Eagles took Devontae Smith originally, and I'm going to keep him there. Why not? I, I feel like, Devontae Smith, he they need a weapon. They need some help at a lot of places in Philly, but he fits them pretty well. They really have really have no one else if uh Jalen Hurts would be throwing to himself if Devontae Smith wasn't there. So keeping Devontae Smith in Philly. Skinny All bastard. Right. Uh, well, hold on. You know, you talked you were more or less shaming me about not taking best player available. What, why, why are you doing the same now for uh, Devonte Smith? Because I think Devonte Smith could have some breakout potential. I think he, I, I, I don't want to give them a corner because they're stuck on the offensive side again, then as well with Philly, if not, I would have taken the number, the other guy right here for best player available. But I thought Denver was in more of a position to take best player available as opposed to team need. Well, oh, hold on, hold on. That O line was a team need. Team need for sure. I'm just saying. You're... I think if Panay Sewell fell to him, they would definitely discuss it. They would definitely discuss it. He didn't. He didn't happen to in the actual 2021 draft. He does in our redraft. All right. Okay. Uh, looking at those next five picks, Dolphins, Lions, Panthers, Broncos, Eagles. We got Slater, Jones, Pitts, Sewell, and Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's pretty accurate. All right. Now we yeah. got number. Yeah, we're looking pretty good. Number 11 is the Chicago Bears. And 
this is a, probably going to get switched up. Mm. I don't think, I don't think uh, QB is the way to go. And as much as I like one of the available quarterbacks out there, definitely not taking them. What? At, at number 11? Yeah, probably not. I mean, you got to be honest with yourself here. And it's the Bears. Talk about another fucking group of players that just need help everywhere. Everywhere imaginable. I'm going to take Pat Sertain here. I okay. think that's uh, to, putting him with uh, Jalen Johnson and seeing what they, that uh, secondary can do, especially in a division with Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers. They would be, they'd be pretty scary to throw the ball to at least a little bit more than they are now. Um, in fact, you might even say that the bears are probably happier, um, you know, running, uh, what's it called? You know, uh, running this type of offense out, uh, with, you know, Nick Foles or Andy Dalton, who actually didn't look half bad. I mean, he wasn't great, but it's, it, look at the, the play that they got out of, um, what's his nuts? Jamar or fields, Justin Fields. It might actually not be so bad. I don't know how you could have any excitement for Justin Fields, to be honest. Like, I mean, sure had a couple of moments last year that were okay, but crumb bums, come bum. Yeah, not a whole lot when a guy just rolls his eyes and says, Yeah, sure, when he wants to take a picture with you, you know? <laughs> so. Awesome. I'll move on to number 12. This is where Micah Parsons originally went with the Dallas Cowboys. Steal. He is gone now. Went number two in this draft. I'm going to give him a different edge rusher. It's going to be Jalen Phillips. Originally gone. Went 18 uh, in this draft. Under the radar rookie season from Jalen Phillips. Only started in five games. But was able to come out there and play, got eight and a half sacks uh, this year from the Miami standpoint. Nine tackles for loss. Um, forced a fumble in there as well. I think some good edge rushing pressure from him could be benefit to go this high in the draft. He was a freak athlete in college. I remember him as... I want to say a top 10 prospect in the nation coming out of high school. Originally went to UCLA, had too many concussions, so they kicked him out of the program pretty much. And then Miami took him back and was able to work his way to the NFL. He originally went 18th in this draft. I think you can work his way up from there after the season he just had in the NFL. And then this is pretty much a direct replacement for Micah Parsons. That's that's not bad. It's not a bad play at all. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just kind of looking at what what is left. Um, not that that's a bad thing, but yeah, I, I think that's uh, I think that's not too shabby of a play. I think having someone because it wasn't necessarily a position of need at the time, right? It was just like, oh, Micah Parsons is there, and that's why we're taking him. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I wonder, it, you know, not that I'm saying that you're wrong, 
But, you know, thinking about that for the Cowboys, do they still kind of make that play in this position? I don't know what the Cowboys need, man. You know, their O-line's always going to be good. Doesn't matter who's playing there. The running back situation, they're pretty invested in. They had two solid receivers coming out of this. They don't need a quarterback. On the defensive side, you know, they have the breakout season from Diggs. Uh, maybe a corner could have been in play here, but I like this Jalen Phillips replacement for Micah Parsons. Yeah. And like I said, but like I said, that is not anything against you uh, picking. Right. It would just Jaylen be Phillips. interesting to see if Micah Parsons is gone, where do they go in this draft? Because yeah, the pick seems so perfect for him at the time. I, I Like I said, I just don't know if they actually make that play. You know, it's it's just something you think on. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now we are at the Chargers again. Or uh, sorry, the Chargers now who who got Rashawn Slater. And they are very happy with that. Needless to say, they are very happy with that. Uh, where do we want to go as far as the Chargers? Uh, this is so hard. I, you know, I was looking, I had to like double down one reason granted. I did really have that question about the Cowboys, but another reason to ask it was so I can look at the wide receiver depth because there are some good wide receivers out there. I just don't think they're good enough for the chargers. You know, you got Mike Williams, you got uh, Keenan Allen. Those dudes are solid though. They are getting old. You know what I mean? Like could need a new wave in there. So I had a one, some I'm, would say I'm going to go. I'm actually going to go with Christian Derrissaw. Uh get that O line that, yeah, you know, they were looking for Rashawn Slater was a good reason uh, to draft him there and still looking at it. You know, there's some, there's some good players, but they got good players at the positions that, that have good players left. You know what I mean? You can't take one of the quarterbacks. Obviously that is, all uh what's his nuts and um yeah I, I, christian darisaw is a good pick right here i like it i like it and it replaces the need of what they were looking to get like you said there now we go 14 to the jets j-e-t-s jets 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 and i i'm i'm gonna double check i don't want to Say this without being crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Davis Mills here at 14 to the Jets. <laughs> oh, God, they were looking quarterback this entire draft, and Davis Mills looked better. And to get Davis Mills, maybe with that second pick, would not be too depressing i think if you're the jets if you're looking to replace to try to find that franchise guy had one other person i was considering um but why not make things interesting and look at what davis mills did with that shithole of an organization called the houston texans yeah made them not the worst organization in the nfl this year bad no reason for that team to have won not the least amount of games Oh yeah. Shout dude. out Davis Mills. All Davis Mills. 
Davis Mills, third best uh, quarterback in this draft. By numbers, second. Yeah, I'm giving him third. Chill, chill yourself on the the idea that Mac Jones is uh, <laughs> is worse. But I was actually not. I was saying Mac Jones is one by numbers. But oh, sorry, I meant uh, Trevor Lawrence. Sorry, no. Yeah, proceed. I I would probably rather have Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, don't get me wrong. But fuck it, man, go for it, Davis Mills. Okay, now I'm on the Patriots at 15. We need to pick ourselves up because we're having way too hard of a time trying to draft this time around. That's because uh, okay. it's so recent. I know, yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Patriots are taking Zach Wilson here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I know. But why did the Patri- Why were the Patriots waiting there? They were waiting in the hopes to get one of the quarterbacks. They they didn't need much else. Maybe you take one of the the wide receivers left. No, I I think if Z- Zach Wilson is there, I I can almost guarantee it that Bill Belichick is pulling the trigger on Zach Wilson to I agree be able to shape him in uh, a Tom Brady esque fashion in the same way that he did Mac Jones, except now you got a guy that is arguably more talented you know what i mean maybe maybe he is i think he he's impressed me a little bit he's i don't want to take situation i don't want to take him i don't like zach wilson i don't i think he is i think he is not going to be good that's just me but you know looking at this or justin fields who again might get drafted yeah, there are plenty of other players that could get, uh, or sorry, plenty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I'm. I, I think Zach Wilson's the guy at 15. Crazy to say out loud. 16th overall. Hold on, hold on. We're at the 15 mark. Bears, Cowboys, Chargers, Jets, Patriots, Sertain, Phillips, Derisaw, Mills, Wilson. Solid. 16th overall, Arizona Cardinals. They originally take Zayvon Collins. Um, I'm going to address a different need for them. They're going to get J.C. Horn in the redraft. Uh, They lost Pat Peterson. They have Byron Murphy solid over there, but trying to lock up both corners. I think that that would fit them pretty well rather than trying to get another Mike-style linebacker who hasn't really worked out that well for them and they have isaiah simmons already but jc horn even though he got hurt i still think you draft that off the potential that he brings i think you are missing a better cornerback no i i know where he is but he got to play this year and the other one didn't so yeah i guess that's kind of what you get to go off of I don't know if we're ready to say that he's better than that one yet, but I will. Well, he will we'll get, get drafted in the first round again. We'll get to him soon enough. 17. It's the Oakland Raiders or sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. You really making me waste my pick. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Only because I did it. 
If this was you, I'd say fuck you. It's Alex Leatherwood, dog. Yeah, we knew this all along. We were the only people that said this. That Don't Alex see, Leatherwood. No, hold up. I'm stopping you right there. Do not say we. That was me. You, well, I got associated with you because it was our mock draft. <laughs> you lambasted me, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Not, I don't know if he's necessarily I don't know if he's necessarily the 17th best player in this draft class, but just because we said he was going 17th overall, we meaning you, uh <laughs> he had to stay there. He had to. Yes. You can only ever pick Alex Leatherwood for the 2017 2021 redraft pick 17. God, whenever you do it, whenever you do it, damn it. Shouldn't have been on it. Shouldn't have been on it. I know. And there's so many, so many players I would have rather have taken 18 overall to Miami. They're going to get some help in the running game. The best running back in the draft class, Najee Harris, is going to go to. Miami at 18 was a pro bowler. You shit on him all year, but he had a pretty solid season and Miami with miles Gaskin. I think they'd rather have Najee Harris. Imagine Jalen Waddle, Najee Harris, and what's his face? (sighs) Tyreek Hill this season. That would be nuts. You know, we talk about this, although in this redraft, he wouldn't, he didn't go back to Miami. So, you know, we talk about this all the goddamn time about, oh, why we never take running backs in the first round. Yet we've been taking running backs in the first round in literally, I believe, every single one of our redrafts. Well, that's because of the value of player. Like, I wouldn't want to risk it. Now, when you look back at it, okay, yeah, he is a first-round talent in this draft class, sure. I think the only one that is justifiable there uh, that we have done is Jonathan Taylor. Um, that is, you know, say what you want. Maybe that's my hot take, but Christian McCaffrey's not a first round talent. We didn't take him last time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How does that make you feel? (laughs) I don't, I believe we didn't take him. Confirmed. I think Najee Harris will have a better, more longer career than Christian McCaffrey. Oh my God! You just did that because you drafted him, you piece of shit. Could very well happen. To be fair, it, it very well could, and you know we'll we'll never know, I guess, or uh, we will know, but <laughs> soon enough. All right, we are on number nineteen for the uh, Washington Football Team. Correct, and now the Commanders. Yeah, sorry. The Commanders originally drafted Jamin Davis. Tough. I'm going to take a day two pick here. Mm. I'm going to go with Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa right here. Okay, okay. I think he has done stellar. And, and again, looking at everything out there, you know, they clearly want a better offense. It's just not going to happen. Uh, cause even, even though at this point they, they got Ryan Fitzpatrick to be the guy, our guy, you know, our they, guy. you still know that he is not the dude going forward, you know? So maybe they, you know, consider Justin Fields there, but 
fuck it. If you could say no, uh, like you did with the Cowboys, I think I'm going to say uh, no. Give me Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa. I thought that that was going to be a solid pick for a second rounder instantly and definitely could have went higher in the draft. I agree. Jeremiah Wusakoromoa, he J-O-K. It's a solid nickname, too, on top of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cleveland's happy with that pick on a day two pick, nonetheless, too. Number 20 overall, New York Giants. Uh, They took Kadarius Toney, who had one good game, and then he punched a guy in the face that game and then never played well again. Um, God. Do I draft talent or the redraft potential? Uh, Daniel Jones. Yeah, they're going to take Justin Fields. Um, I, I'm not happy with the pick. It just seems like the Giants would pick. If if Justin Fields was there at 20, the Giants would have took him. I'm, I'm telling you, so would have the commanders. The, like the football easily. team would have taken him there, too. But, yeah, I mean, at 20, Justin Fields is got to go that. He's got to go Even for there. what he's given now, he is worth the 20th overall pick. Do you think the situation's any better there? Like, do you think he's wowing anyone in New York? I don't know. He's better than Daniel Jones. He's better than Daniel Jones. I agree. I agree as well. Yeah. And uh, that's tough, but you got to do what you got to do. So, recap 20 Cardinals, Raiders, Dolphins, Commanders, Giants. We got Horn, Leatherwood, ugh, Harris, ugh, Uwusu Koromoa. And Justin Fields. Now we are on the Indianapolis Colts at round or at round pick 21. And I have options. Quiddy Pay is the original pick. Who's not bad. Not. Yeah. You're, you're you feeling know. pretty good about about Quiddy Pay. There was yeah. a couple mocks that thought the Green Bay was going to get him. And I knew he was going to go higher than that. But. We'll have to see. We'll have to see with him still. I'm trying to see my available players. Dear God, Bleacher Report is just the worst. They have. I'm looking at Wikipedia, just the actual draft, and then scrolling up and down with guys that I know and see. Fair, fair. Uh, Bleacher Report has them drafting Pat Fryermuth there. Yeah, stop. Like, who cares? It's a tight end. Bleacher Report's like, so fucking bad, dude. <laughs> shout out Joe Pohorilis for putting me onto that. So, uh, I'm going to take a wide receiver. Give me Elijah Moore there. Mm. Uh, you, you see Carson Wentz. You want to give him some targets. You know T.Y. Hilton is old. And uh, I, I don't even know if I get who's who the fuck is the number two wide receiver there. Michael Pittman. Okay, that's not bad. But you still got to do something about T.Y. Hilton. He's old. Elijah yeah, Michael Moore. Pittman's damn near number one. T.Y. Hilton's damn near number two. So Sure. Elijah Moore, though, is a fucking boss. He was great for uh, the Panthers. Or, sorry, uh, Jets this season. And I, I, think, I think that's going to be a good, solid pickup for them. I think they're going to be able to give another target to Carson Wentz to completely soar past 
or throw to the defender. And then you're setting yourself up for Matt Ryan coming in the following season. The the fucking names at quarterback that the Colts have had is going to go down as like all timer after Peyton Manning. Left. Oh my God. It's going to be amazing. No, after, no, no. After Andrew Luck. After oh, Andrew fair Luck. enough. Yes. Yeah. After Andrew Luck leaves, they're just going to keep doing this. Like next season. Really? It's after Jacoby Brissett left. Uh, after, yeah, after they realized <laughs> Philip Rivers couldn't throw Hail Marys anymore, they were like, Jacoby was the guy. I mean, if they needed a pass to get down the field, literally he was their guy. That wasn't Philip Rivers. I'm going to take a different guy, but just maybe has more potential in my <laughs> eyes. Stop it. And oh God. <laughs> he could be. There's no good play on his first name. Rondell Moore, though, next oh, pick. Doubling right. up on our Moore selections for the Tennessee Titans. They originally took Caleb Farley, was too injured to play this season. Rondell Moore in Arizona was a weapon that Kyler could go to consistently. Was a guy who could maybe squeak into the back half of the first round. Didn't. Was a day two guy. Very happy with their selection, I think, Arizona is, getting him there. I think Julio Jones' experiment didn't really work out. I think they were hopeful A.J. Brown was going to be more for Ryan Tannehill, but why not get him another weapon, Rondale Moore? I like him a lot at number 22 to Tennessee. I think that fits well, too. All right. I am... I'm mildly surprised. I think there's another solid wide receiver out there, but you know what? Solid pick. All right. We're at the jets and uh, let's, uh, let's double down on Revis Island with Greg Newsom, the sec, uh, the third, third or second, whatever. Greg Newsom, <laughs> uh, Greg Newsom had that, those injury concerns as well which uh, allowed him to drop, but he has been everything that the Browns wanted. And I know we were talking about it that, uh, that day that we wanted to get, uh, get him for the Packers. And he just slipped out of our reach uh, going, I believe 26 overall. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it sucks because Greg Newsom has been a monster and don't get me wrong. We ended up doing just fine ourselves with, with our pick who probably will get drafted sooner or later as well. But yeah, Greg Newsom. That's, that's my go. 23rd to Minnesota, Greg Newsom, 24 no, no, to the jets. Oh, well, Minnesota originally had the pick. Sorry. So that's why it screwed me up. Oh, or, or not originally. They must've traded for it. Um, whatever. taking Christian Darrisaw. Yeah, that works. Pittsburgh Steelers. They took Najee Harris, twenty fourth overall. I'm going to. Uh, he's already gone, so I'm going to have to go someone new. I'm going to take Creed Humphrey, center out of Oklahoma. Was one of the highest graded centers on Pro Football Focus this year. Getting some inside help after I believe the Pouncey brother. Did he retire this last year or this year that this draft was? I think I he's thought, gone, though. I thought that it was this past year. 
That's why that's why I was just wondering, like, are you sure about that? I'm still sure about it to get him in. He couldn't he can play guard if he needs to at the time. But now that the Pouncey brother is gone, it was Mike, I believe, that was in Pittsburgh. I think Marquise is already gone. No, by this Marquise. Point. Marquise, oh, Mike, shit. Mike was in um, uh, Miami. Okay, well, Marquise pounce he's gone. Then he, he actually retired just just before the draft. So you're good. Oh, so there you go. I'm taking I'm taking Creed Humphrey to fill that void right away. Maybe the best interior offensive lineman we've seen drafted right now from this draft class. All right. Now comes the tough running back take. At 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars took Travis Etienne, who, sure, maybe he does something. Well, that was that was the Trevor Lawrence pander pick right there. He was Absolutely. not worth a first-round pick. I don't care what anyone says. I would never have touched him. You needed to think about the future, and the future is obviously... Trevor Lawrence, right? So you had to do something to help him out. And the way I'm going to take this, I'm going to take Kadarius Tony. Mm. I, I know we don't know much at this point, but Kadarius Tony was was looking to be a damn good pick. And you know, maybe, maybe in Jacksonville he doesn't uh, punch someone and he's able to have a decent season. <laughs> but um, yeah, Kadarius Tony is going to be the guy that you want. You want to have uh, Trevor Lawrence throw to someone with some fucking talent. I think and he's. I think he's going to be a great weapon in the NFL. Still, I really do. He gets away from guys. It's similar to that Devonte. Adams talent and why you love Devonte Adams. It's just the ability to get away. That really gets you impressed with Kadarius Tony. All right. So with uh, that 25th pick it, recapping again, Colts, Titans, Vikings, Steelers, Jaguars. We have Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore, Greg Newsom, the second Creed Humphrey and Kadarius Tony. Ooh, 26 now. To the Cleveland Browns, you already took Greg Newsom. He is off the board. I'm going to spoil it so he's not going to get back to his original team that did draft uh. him. Eric Stokes will go right here. Packers are more than happy with that pick. In the first round, after his first year at least, was a little slow to start the season, but really found his form after the first few weeks. He was a big part of Jair going down and able to step up him as well as Rasul Douglas. It was just, I love Eric Stokes for the fact that he kept Kevin King off the field. That's why I love Eric Stokes, because finally it was someone that we could prove was a better option off the bench than Kevin King to play for the Green Bay Packers. And now, oh. he, goes to, now he goes to Cleveland, and... He's probably working his way right up to a starter as well, right away there as well, too. Tough. Mm -hmm. Savageness over here. Let's pretend like we didn't know I was the biggest Kevin King hater already. So it's true. You were <laughs> big, hater. big Kevin King hater. All right. We are at the Baltimore Ravens. 
and we're I'm going to give them some help. They're going to draft Amon Ross St. Brown right here. Mm. They don't have a number one wide receiver. They, In fact, I, we talked about this last week. I don't think they've ever had a number one wide receiver. Amon Ross St. Brown gives them at least what I perceive to be a, a, a potential number one guy. He was so damn good. And, man, I just wish... He was on the Packers instead of Equinemius. Oh, God. Another guy that's just brutal for us. But, yeah, his brother, much better, Amon Ra. And now, now on the wasn't Bears, Wasn't he like a fifth-round pick? Yeah, he was, he was deep. He was deep down there and just clearly proving everyone wrong. That might be the big, the big steal this time around. I think that's fair to assume Amon Ra is the steal fourth right round. now. Fourth, fourth round, round 112th pick. overall. Yeah, that's um he's been an he's been an animal. He was he was good at USC. He I thought for sure he could work his way up a little bit higher than fourth round, but I think he was projected to be a third. Of, yeah, the end third of day fourth. two, getting him on day one, I think you're still pretty okay with that. And that was what number pick was that? That was 27, 27th. So I'm at 28 with the saints here and I'm going to mix it up and go a little bit crazy again. I think if Zach Wilson's here with the saints situation, this works a lot better for him. Uh, I'm going to take Zach Wilson 20 oh, really? overall. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Cause he already uh, went 15th overall to the new England Patriots. Oh, that's right. That's right. He did. Never mind. Yeah, twist it up my ass. Ah, shit. We've taken all the quarterbacks then already? Yes. Yes, we have. (laughs) Mm, I don't remember that now. Okay, I can mix it up. I can give them something else. (laughs) I'm going to give them Asante Samuel Jr. From originally drafted in the second round by the L.A. Chargers. He finds his way into the back half of the first oh. round. Is he? He's with the Chargers. Yes, that's where he went. I don't remember yeah. him going there. My bad. <laughs> he was the forty seventh pick originally in this draft. He moves up to twenty eight. I think that he had a lot of promise this season as well, and it was a part of a revamp secondary for the Chargers that the defense was definitely a motivation to. More success this season and looks poised to take a big step his second season as well as the defense has just gotten ridiculous in Los Angeles. All right. That's where we got. And a great name on top of it, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, 29th overall, it's the Green Bay Packers. Originally taken Eric Stokes because they needed the corner. They needed the corner help. Uh, Otherwise, Kevin King was going to start. Yeah, now, now it gets rough. <laughs> and I'm I think, looking. Uh, I think I know who I'm going to take next. I'm going to look up real quick just to verify. Ah, man, this is brutal. This might be. This might be the most brutal thing ever. 
There's a couple names left, I think. There, there are, and it all depends on need or, yeah, you because know, I'm trying not to be too bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can take a wide receiver here, but do they do they actually take it? You know, they need that corner so bad, and there's just mm-hmm. none. This is a tough pick for the Packers here. Yeah, I'm not I'm not happy with it. All right. Fuck it. Give me Rashad Bateman. Mm. I th- I think just looking at what, what I have available and it, you know that um Aaron Rodgers is pissed from la- the season before in Jordan Love. You know he's never had a number one wide receiver to throw at, or a first-round pick wide receiver. I I think they try to make him happy, considering that the uh, cornerbacks that they're looking for is, uh, are off the board, and maybe they're able to draft these uh, guys later on, uh, you know, with the later pick. So give me Rashad Bateman, because he was a first um, a first-round talent in people's eyes. For sure, yeah. could have been size one. Yeah, this man, that's a that's a weird pick, but definitely doesn't work the same as Eric Stokes. I think you're you're you'd much rather have him. But like I said, he, I think he is a couple notches better up in the talent. Had to go a little sooner in this redraft. Buffalo yeah. Bills at thirty overall. They originally took Greg Rousseau. In this draft, I'm going to give them Elijah Vera Tucker at uh, who originally went 14th overall to the Jets. Played some solid football this year. Got some valuable snaps. Rookie, so he's got the flexibility to play guard or tackle. Helping out Josh Allen. They really don't need many more weapons. They've been great on defense this last year as well. Give me Elijah Vera Tucker going 30th overall. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. In fact, I I, I do hate it because I wish I was able to take him for the Chiefs. Uh, you know, they revamped their whole line at this point, and you saw it affect the uh the Kansas City team, you know, early on. They were fucking rough. So we're still gonna draft an old lineman. It's not going to be Elijah Vera Tucker like I was hoping. But give me Trey Smith. Hmm, Trey. Okay. Uh, and I know that's not, you know, the sexiest of picks, especially being at, at 31. But I think Trey Smith is going to do a serviceable job. And at least you have someone that has uh, a bunch of talent to kind of help replace that, you know, all that was left uh, out in. Kansas City. Now let's wrap this up. Okay. 32nd, Tampa Bay. Mr. Irrelevant of the first round. Let's get a call back to Pat Fryermuth. Uh the best tight end in this Damn. draft after Kyle Pitts. Gronk is old, and Gronk can literally retire whenever he wants. So why not grab another guy at the tight end spot? Cameron Brait's trash. OJ Howard's getting to get traded or moved somewhere else. Pat Fryermuth's talent gets him in the first round. Wow. Yep. 
Wow. Run you it all the way back. All the, oh, God. I'm going to tell you, you fucked up there. Mm-mm. All right. Jags, Trevor Lawrence, Jets, Michael Parsons, 49ers, Trey Lance, Falcons, Jamar Chase, Bengals, Jalen Waddle, Dolphins, Rashawn Slater, Lions, Mac Jones, Panthers, Kyle Pitts, Broncos, Panay Sewell, Eagles, Devontae Smith, Bears, Pat Sertain, the second. Cowboys, Jalen Phillips, Chargers, Christian Derrissaw, Jets, Davis Mills, Patriots, Zach Wilson, Cardinals, J.C. Horn, Raiders, Alex Leatherwood, Dolphins, Najee Harris, Commanders, Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa, Giants, Justin Fields, Colts, Elijah Moore, Titans, Ron Dale Moore, Vikings, Greg Newsom II, Steelers, Creed Humphrey, Jaguars, Kadarius Tony, Browns, Eric Stokes, Ravens, Amon Ross St. Brown, Saints, Asante Samuel Jr., Packers, Rashad Bateman, Bills, Elijah Vera Tucker, Chiefs, Trey Smith, Bucks, Pat Fryermuth. Woo! You missed out on some big time guys for that last pick. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, Christian Barmore? I, I actually did click on him. I did. He's right there, clicked on. Name is highlighted. I just thought. Well, they got Vita Vea as well at the same position. So what about Odafe Owe? Formerly Jason, I believe a lot of the time. I, I don't know. He was, he, he got to play a lot more because of how banged up Baltimore was. And I don't know. I think his numbers might even be a little inflated from what they were. I don't think he sees the field as much in a season where Gregory They're Rousseau, dude. Gregory Rousseau right there is, is a solid pick. I wanted to, I was thinking about Javon Holland to go along with Antoine Winfield as well. Uh, Richie Grant also very solid in Atlanta from the safety position. But I landed on Fryermuth because he's a pretty solid guy for, in Pittsburgh. All right. All right. We're about, uh, let's get into some hot takes. You go hot first take. on hot takes. Yeah, you. Owe, I always go first. God damn it. All right. Uh, okay, I need, a, I need a hot take, and I'm just going to pull it out of my ass. We're Fuck. waiting. I know. I know. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make the hot take that the Packers use one of their draft picks for wide receiver mm. and the other one on something else. That that I know the wide receiver thing wasn't exactly the big one, but something else I, I think is big. I, I'm thinking defensive linemen, and I don't know why I think that, but I know that even with what they got uh in free agency. And having Kenny Clark, who has been mildly injury ridden and uh, also, you know, doesn't play every snap. If he wasn't out there, they were in trouble. And I know they got the guy from uh, Kansas City. I can't think of his name offhand to kind of help out with that. But having a third in there to really kind of get uh, some type of pressure in that front portion and especially. I'm thinking a run stuffer. Uh, I think that's going to be the way that they go. 
I don't know whether that's going to be in the first with their 20, was it 22nd overall pick or the 27th? I don't know which one, but I'm thinking that that's what happens. All right. I, you're not going to give me anything. You don't know. I, I, I think if they don't draft a receiver, I'm going to be pretty pissed. Um, they have to. They have to at this point. They will I don't get a wide sh- receiver. I don't think they I don't think that they take two wide receivers. Some people are going that crazy. That I don't think they need to do. I do think defensive line could be helpful. Um just like a like a Mike Daniels-esque player again, just a guy who can clog one side of the field better, not necessarily a nose guy cuz we got Kenny Clark to do that. But someone on the outside who can take up a tackle's body, leave some edge help. I could see that. My hot take, I'm going to call it back to the Lakers and springboard us quickly into our next segment about basketball. I think Doc Rivers is the next head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Whoa. Yeah. On For what reason? What is the uh, purpose? I, I think Philly's going to be pissed after they get knocked out pretty soon. And they're going to fire him. And I think Doc Rivers finds his way for a better contract situation to work with LeBron James. Okay. That's how. Uh, I, yeah. Um, I would not agree with that. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's That's a reason why, why this is hot takes. Yeah, there's hot a reason. Takes. I'm going to say I, I don't think that Nick Nurse is who they want in L.A. I don't think Juwan Howard is who they want in L.A. Bigger splash. More name power do you think, at the coach position. Do you think, though, that um, what's his nuts, that Doc Rivers is going to be that guy that gives in to him, though? Because I don't. You're going to need a subordinate. I think LeBron wants to win. And... I think that he will be the best coach that becomes available after this season, Doc Rivers. I think that best option goes to the Lakers, who wouldn't want to have LeBron win them a title. All right, if At you least say so. Try to. At least try to. Let's get into this NBA playoff picture real quick. We're like an hour 40, so let's try to run through this pretty no quick. No shit. <laughs> um, updated it now. Uh One's one through ten seed on the Western Conference side. Phoenix Suns get the one seed. Memphis gets the two seed. Golden State at the three seed. Dallas four. Utah five. Denver six. The seven seed playing between the eight seed is going to be Minnesota and LA Clippers. The Pelicans and the Spurs are your nine ten playing game. Going on the eastern side, we have Miami Heat are the one seed, Boston two seed, Bucks three seed with the same record, four seed is the Sixers with the same record, Toronto five, Chicago six, seven, Brooklyn eight, Cleveland nine, Atlanta ten, Charlotte. Woo! NBA playoffs starting April 16th. Also, same day as Autonomy kicking off our project yes. this week as well. This weekend, if anyone's listening, uh, come check that out. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of people there. But 
There will be NBA playoffs on as well during that time. I was going to make this a hot take, but I didn't want to ruin my entire thing. Well, let's break it through. Who do you got? Give me maybe an Eastern Conference, Western Conference finals matchup, and then give me your champion by the end of it. All right. So looking at what we got for the playoffs and the play-in being uh, what it is, those Nets are still kind of scary in the East. Mm-hmm. I, just by f- the fact that they are the Nets, right? I, I think they're, well, they're going to have to play Boston if they get out of it. You know what I mean? If it's not Suns Bucks, I will be shocked. Really? It just feels like a rematch waiting to happen. This huh. Bucks team clearly is the best team in the East. The Suns team clearly is the best team in the West. And I I just don't know how who can beat them. I'm calling a Bucks chip right now. I want to. Again, I wanted to do it for hot hot takes. I wanted to, but I didn't want to ruin this entire segment. Um, So I just waited two minutes to ruin this entire segment again. I think that this Bucks team, man, they, contrary to what Bleacher Report thinks, has a lot of depth and the best player in the world right now on top of it. I think they match up really well against Chicago in the first round. Um, Boston, I remember saying they were the scariest team earlier, I think, in the year. And I'm still feeling that. I would rather yeah. the Bucks, the Bucks would play them in the second round. And it's either going to be Boston or Brooklyn. Either way. So yeah. I think that's our toughest yeah. matchup. I think that's our toughest one is getting through the second round. After that, bring on Miami, bring on Philly, bring, bring on Toronto, whoever gets there. Atlanta was there in the Eastern Conference last year, so don't count them out. Um, I think ooh, Phoenix is tough. I, I, I want to say, yes, Phoenix going back there. They do seem to be the best team, but... Golden State kind of being back into form. If they get Steph Curry back healthy, watch out for them as well. I, I'm not afraid of them. I think, uh, I think they are tired. I think that is an old team that, um, you know, I, I guess you could say that I don't, that for another hot take, I don't think Golden State is going to be a big threat going forward. I know, uh, you know at least with the team that they got. They have to get younger and they have to be able to be healthy. Um, You know, Clay Thompson sure is back. Um, I'm still worried about his injury. Draymond Green is a shell of what he once was. Andrew Wiggins, uh, or not Andrew. uh, Yeah, Andrew Wiggins has been good when he's on the court. James Wiseman, I don't know. know, (laughs) James Wiseman is um, an an enigma. And I think they would, they kind of regret picking them. I I feel like James Wiseman is kind of like the is a bust only by virtue of the dudes that got picked after him. You know what I mean? Like he's still 
is he still a top 10 draft pick? Mm, yeah, maybe. Sure. Yeah, probably. But, but, you know, the fact that he got picked oh, number one, like. It, no, he it, was two. He was the second overall pick. Oh, okay. Well, two. It, it's still enough to kind of highlight, like, yeah, not so much. Bucks and six. That's all I got to say. Bucks and six. Bucks and six. It's it's a motto. It's a mantra. It's a it's lifestyle. a lifestyle. Ooh, we both said it. Ooh, knocking on wood. Even though it's a book. <laughs> All right, quick hits. Let's quick do it. hits. I have a couple of good quick hits. Um, my first one. Well, okay. Obviously, I'll do the regular first one. Uh, as we know, this year I'm a hockey fan. Seattle Kraken. They blow chunks. Um. But they had a couple of W's since the last time we talked. They won two games in that stri- in that stretch. Um, 23, 43, and 6. 72 games. Isn't there only like a week left of the season then? I mean, isn't there 80 games or something like that in a hockey season? Yeah. Yeah. So as you can tell, I'm really immersed in the culture of hockey. I won't be able to experience playoff hockey yet. Um. But, hey, third last. They got a guy at Michigan who was playing this week in the Frozen Four. So he was the second round, second overall pick. Um, Yeah, that's that's my hockey fandom. It was a sad season to be a hockey fan. It was a sad season. Um, next, did you see this um, Roki Sasaki? Japanese pitcher, um, 20 years oh, old. Yes. yes, 20 years did. old, threw a 19 strikeout perfect game in uh, the Japan Professional League. 20 years old to throw the first perfect game since 1994, the, just the 16th in the league's history. Um, struck out Greatest 13 batters. Yeah, damn near. Could could get a new <laughs> could get a new deal. Who does he? He'll work his way to America just from this game alone, right? I mean, he's gonna have a lot of buzz around him now. Twenty years old, throwing nineteen strikeouts—that's kind of insane at any professional level. Yeah, looks oh, like, yeah. What was it? Is the team called the Marines? I wouldn't doubt Dude. it. I mean, it's it's Japan, man. They're they got like Chiba uh, Lote Marines, if I had to guess. Chiba Lote, it doesn't sounds like a like a Mexican drink. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe it is. We don't know. <laughs> and uh, next one, I am going to get into some fighting. Uh, I have a UFC 273 Volkanovski. Well, first of all, Aljamain Sterling split decision over Petr Jan. Kind of didn't beat the champ. Got to beat the champ. Not some people thought he did, some people thought he didn't. Too close in the UFC, they've established this. But Alexander Volkanovsky went up against the Korean Zombie and uh, wow, just absolutely embarrassed him. Uh, was getting cracked all over the place and eventually turned into a standing TKO because Herb Dean just pulled him off after he was beating him so hard. I wanted to give some love to the UFC after I didn't the last time around on the card was able to watch 
the, all of the Volkanovsky fight and was very impressed with this game. He's on a 21, 21 fight win streak right now. So obviously a solid performance out of him. And I got another couple different cues. This is fighting in different sports. Uh, NASCAR, Ty Gibbs, Sam Meyer started yeah. going at it on Mayer. the side. Hey, Sam Mayer. Mayer, sorry. No, NASCAR, dude. Here's the problem. I didn't watch NASCAR. I didn't watch NASCAR this weekend. I've never watched NASCAR. Um, but if next, we're going to start next fighting. Year. Next year, dude. If we're going to start fighting. Like, let's let's get it going. Let's let's start watching NASCAR. Here's the problem. Sam Mayer, don't push a guy who's still wearing a helmet and you're not like that was a pretty dumb move because you're going to try to punch that helmet and it's not going to hurt him at all. You're going to break some hands. Um, now, thankfully, he didn't. He didn't. He just shoved him. Just shoved him. Uh, I will say. I did see this story uh, via Deadspin. And uh, Deadspin led me on. And I'm a little bit hurt by it. Because the Deadspin article was entitled Fight Breaks Out at NASCAR Event Due to Insistent Rubbing. Mm. And I was like, okay, have to read this article. Oh, oh, he just bumped the back bumper of this car and made him Different crash. rubbing. Different like, rubbing. come on, dude. You can't title it like that. That is that is clickbait material right there. <laughs> and then the other fight, Wayne Ellington threatening to fight Nuggets Facundo Campazzo. Uh, just butchered the hell out of his name. <laughs> After a flagrant foul, then goes to Twitter to say, I'm putting my hands on you. And I'm thinking next Logan Paul fight we have undercard. Let's go Wayne Ellington, Faku Composo, whatever his name was. Ah, man, we need Greg Gard, Jawan Howard. If we don't get that matchup, I'm going to be mad. Dude, Greg Gard would just get worked so bad. (laughs) So bad. But you want to see Greg Gard get How many, like, if Greg Gard fights Coach K, does he even win that fight? Come on, come on. Bo Ryan guards some... about Bo Ryan would beat the shit out of Greg Gard. <laughs> would would drag yeah, him yeah, across the floor. He's a student. He's a student of Bo Ryan, man. Greg Bo Gard's Ryan, probably got some moves. He made it through the gutter of UW Platteville. All right. He he didn't have any other don't don't fucking act like Bo Ryan's not kicking <laughs> ass. Bo Ryan's got a pretty good shot of beating Jawan Howard. That, that see, that's what I'm saying though. Like you yeah. gotta, you gotta give some love to Greg Gard. <laughs> in like, in like a, in like a Bobby Knight way though, not necessarily uh, in a good way. Oh, good times. Good Starts throwing basketballs times. and shit at him. All right, is my go? Hits. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's breeze through these. First of all, uh, my first quick hit: St. Peter's star Doug Edert is transferring. Like, come on now. To did you see where he went? He's going to Bryant. I I'm I'm mad that this became a mainstream media story to go to just another 
bummy ass school. Like I'm, I'm sorry, but Bryant university, I know we have so many people from that school that listen to this podcast, but like, I wish he would have gone to Kansas or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he's not good enough for that. Let's just be honest. But, uh, you know, the, the mustache is gone, dude. And that's the, the sad thing, you know, hopefully he does some type of miracle run for, uh, aren't they the Cougars? That sound right. Uh, right? Bulldogs. Maybe? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, my, my number two quick hit. Did you see how Rob Manfred is making it up to the players? No, I didn't. Well, as a, as <laughs> uh, Rob Manfred came out this weekend and said he needed to repair his relationship with MLB players following the lockout. No so, shit. As a gesture, he gave all the players a pair of Bose headphones. <laughs> and I, to me, that is so funny. That's like, here you go. <laughs> Just get it's like Bose headphones. What same energy as when Saber buys Dunder Mifflin and they all just get water bottles. Yeah. Like, you know, like <laughs> what? Come on, dude. Who the fuck cares? Who who cares? They can all buy Bose headphones. Plenty of these guys are sponsored by them and get them for free already. Just so fucking funny to me. I I couldn't help but just read it. And I'm, you know what? I'm sure Manfred was like, like, oh, this one's yeah. going to kill. Like, yeah, fuck, I, I, yeah, they're going to love this. this. They're going to be right. so silent over the next five years from their Bose headphones noise canceling. My last one, out of all the people that you can think of that would ask Ben Roethlisberger for, for an autograph, who is at the very end of that list? Um, Probably Tom Brady. I don't know. How about try Tiger King Joe Exotic, who wrote Ben Roethlisberger a letter from prison asking for an autograph. <laughs> what? How does he uh, become? Uh, that, I mean, that just tech check out Joe Exotic. So yes, isn't this fan, fucking but... amazing? Oh, what do you do when you're Ben Roethlisberger? Do you you send it at that point? I dude, I don't know. Uh, the the letter claims. Uh, it, it promised that, that, uh, <laughs> hold on. I, I have to read this right. Cause I'm still laughing. Uh, the letter was sent to him, uh, by, uh, oh, I can't find his first name. Uh, it's, it's Joe exotics, uh, stepdad, uh, Joseph Maldonado passage. Um, yeah. And the man, Oh wait, no, that's Joe Exotic. Never mind. Uh, it, it asked him uh, for an autographed jersey because he promised it to his stepson, and so that's the reason why he uh, wrote him a letter. I don't even know if you can wear a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey in prison, but it would also be, it would make sense if you could. So, uh, in the letter, also, and he also in the letter he also wrote. Can you help a man out that is fighting for his own freedom? 
is Ben Roethlisberger still fighting for his freedom? I thought, what was the... Well, let's just talk about, uh, one, it's Joe Exotic, piece of shit, and Ben Roethlisberger, piece of shit. If we're lucky, maybe Joe can show him a tiger and they both can get eaten alive. (laughs) All right. I feel like that's a good cue. We are 62 episodes into Down the Wire now. Um, Solid, solid episode. We're right around the two-hour mark. Going to wrap us up here. Anything else you want to get off your chest before I get into this outro, Dave? Off my chest? Or anything like anything else to mention? I don't know. Whatever you want to do here. I don't care. I see, you know, the only thing I can think of is how sad this season's going to be with no Dan Vogelbach on uh, on the Brewers. Yeah, I, uh, that it truly do, blows. You, you liked my tweet, but you didn't comment. Dan Vogelbach will be blank than Keston Hira this year. Go. He will be more rested than Keston Hira. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He will be in the gym bench pressing more. He will have consumed more calories by the end of the season than yeah. He he Hira. will he will have filled his Golden Corral members card faster than Kessin Hira <laughs> this year. It just it's just a special card for Dan Vogelbach. It's, it's like else. one of those punch cards. You go there, you know, fourteen oh, times, Dan. the fifteenth time is free. So I'll take the roast horse that they just make in the background for him. Uh, one more thing about the baseball that I I forgot to mention that I think is pretty cool. Um, the MLB is allowing pitchers and catchers to use anti-sign stealing technology this season. And I, if you haven't seen it, it's it's pretty fucking wild. Now, uh, it's available in English and Spanish. Ooh. Um, mm. But, it, you know, that is another thing that you I would assume is going to affect pitching a little bit. Just to start off, you know, as people kind of get accustomed to everything but it's cool and if it works hell yes this is like for once the mlb is doing something to make it new to make to not make it feel like an old ass man sport oh another thing i guess i can bring on it is there are now they've realized that last year the spin rates went up again near the end of the season so assuming that people were using the sticky stuff again in september because they figured out they were only checking three different spots when they were checking pitchers. And this year they made a statement that they are going to now quote, check their fingers because they weren't doing that last year. Why isn't that like the number one place to look at the first spot you were looking MLB. Okay. All right. If you like this episode, please be sure to download us. We had our best month ever in March. April is already off to a great start as well, too. Keep downloading us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeart, uh, fucking somewhere else that there's podcasts. I don't know. It's there. I promise. But you can always check us out with our partners, maybe our kind of boss but not really thechairshot.com whatever you do don't check my fingers peace